The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I'm, we're going to get a lot done. This is Good, Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. This is Dumb Bleep of the Week. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Charlie Too Tall Stuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, and we're going to get a lot done today. We're We're going to get a lot done. Anyway, it's Mr. Nate Nate Nathaniel Paul. Not tall. Tall, but not as tall. This is what I found out is when you want to do a podcast and you you hold something near and dear to your heart Mm -hmm. and you, um, um, anyway, (laughs) let's go ahead and do the podcast. (laughs) Okay. uh, It is Dumb Bleep of the Week. This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to sam you're so quick on the memes man now look if you didn't get that (laughs) reference then you need to go back and listen to yesterday's episode we covered part a part of joe biden's press conference the very first one and i've seen some people out there that are like oh if you're making fun of this old person or you make fun of old people whatever look the guy's the president of the united states Mm -hmm. okay fair game it's fair fair game i don't i don't walk around just making fun of old people who've lost their minds but i can laugh at Old people who decide to run for president win the president and then go on live TV and and make that kind of performance. I've had the conversation with Lacey several times because she's like, babe, it's not right to laugh at this. And I'm like, sure as hell is. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, when you decide that it's you're in the Geneva Convention, <laughs> when you decide that you're going to try to control my life and the lives of other people and you're going to be a, a tyrannical dictator. Then you know what? It's fair game. If you've got Alzheimer's, I'm going to point it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I I wish him well. And I honestly, I'm, I feel bad for him as a person. I'm upset with his family and friends for allowing this to happen because they know that he's not there. They're just mm-hmm. parading their old grandpa around, you know? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane that the guy won, but he, he was running against Trump, you know? So, I mean... It's another one of those things. Oh, my predecessor. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> oh God, I miss him. So, it's- look. 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 The bottom line is, all right? All right. He is fair game. Completely fair game. Mhm. So, he 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 had a goal set out a long time ago to be president. He's ran now, what's this the third time and he finally won. And he was the best that the Democrats had. And look, the guy's slightly senile. Okay, and he shouldn't be. Why are you being so nice? He shouldn't be the president. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be. So, but to be to be completely honest with you, I'd rather him remain the president than his vice president becoming the president. That's true. I she she scares me a lot, and it's not because the twenty fifth. It's not 25th. because uh, she's a woman or anything like that. It's because she. It's because she's black. She, that's why. That's what. Yeah. That's why. That's why that's she actually is. scares me. No, I mean, she holds, if Biden has no regard for the Constitution or anything like that, I mean, she, literally, she would set the, she would set the thing on fire and just give her weird, scary joker laugh while she's doing it. 
So anyway, she scares me a lot more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut in here and tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. You've heard us talk about them before. It's Charlie's favorite app, BetterHelp. You can go to betterhelp.com or you can download the app. BetterHelp is this great app that pairs you with a licensed therapist. So it's therapy over your phone, all right? If you are having a tough time getting by right now, maybe you're dealing with anxiety, maybe you're just not as happy as you think you should be, maybe you're not finding the meaning in life. You know, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Maybe you're not finding that meaning in your life that you think that you should be. If you're dealing with anxiety, with depression, with relationship problems, BetterHelp has got a licensed therapist for you. It's super simple. You just go to the website, betterhelp.com slash GML, and that's going to give you 10% off your first month, by the way. So you go to betterhelp.com slash GML, you make an account, they ask you some questions about yourself, some preferential questions, and they're going to pair you with a therapist that they think will work best for you. If you don't want that therapist, that's fine. You just pick another one, okay? It's safe, it's secure, it's a way to actually talk to a therapist without having to go into the office much cheaper than going into the office, by the way. Listen, taking care of your brain, of your mental health is super important. I don't know if you know this, but your brain controls everything that you do, okay? So maybe it would help you to be talking to someone about it. You can message through the app, you can do video call, you can do voice calls, all kinds of stuff with the BetterHelp app. So go get that app. Make sure you sign up through betterhelp.com GML to get that 10% off your first month. You tell them we said, hey, let's get to dumb bleep number one. Charlie, do you want me to do it or you wanna uh, do it? Who wants to do the honors? Where was I? Hmm. Um, <laughs> Oh, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, Dumb Bleep of the Week. Here we yeah, go. Okay. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You do it. Okay. Yeah. So Dumb Bleep. Because you're my staff. <laughs> Dumb Bleep number one. All right. And we'll clarify a little bit on this, but Oakland is going to be giving $500 checks to low income families. And what all the stories suggest and describe is something akin to a universal basic income, a guaranteed income, something like that. But there's a catch. It's only for families of color. That is it. Mm. No white, no whitey's going to be getting these checks. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that people are being taken care of during the pandemic and that people's economic situations are improving. Because if you're in poverty and you're white, you're not really in poverty. You're not really in poverty. You probably have a savings account that's got 10 grand in it. Remember that story you told a guy about how you grew up in a trailer and he's Mm -hmm. like, no, you didn't. Yeah. He just just, said, no, you didn't. No. You obviously didn't because you're white. Yeah. And that we also... That doesn't happen to white people. We did a dumb bleep one time. I can't remember who it was, but she was saying that, you know, white people being in poverty is not the same, you know, going down to a couple thousand bucks in your bank account or going down into your savings accounts, not being in poverty. I'm like, man, I I got some poor stories for you. If y'all want poor Mm. stories, I've got them. Okay. I used to be broke, but broke, 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 broke. Yeah. Super broke. I I'm sorry to the bank. I currently still use, but I used to run a scheme. (laughs) Yeah. You weren't very libertarian Mm -mm. when you were doing it. Well, I always paid it back. I paid back my, my debts, but it was oh, okay. it was cheap money to borrow. Yeah, yeah. Did they not have an overdraft penalty or something like that? No, they did. That was the that was the the interest that I was paid the interest. for borrowing the money. <laughs> but they would cover it when you would pay for something that you didn't have the money for. Yeah. Still, well, that's not how I did it though. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you about it later. Okay, but all right. So it, just, it takes two bank accounts. <laughs> that's all. And interesting. An, and an ATM. 
Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this makes Dumb Bleep of the Week for really the main reason is that people are concerned about low-income families, but it is only for families of color. And I did a long video and I posted it to the Patreon group, which we won't talk about uh, becoming a Patreon member in this podcast because we don't want to take the time on it. Uh, but the people who have decided that they're going to put their money where their mouth is and join our private Discord server... Well, they were able to see the video earlier today, and uh, it's because at one time they had gone to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, mm -hmm. and they, they had looked around, and they decided that they were going to do a thing, and you know the thing, okay? But anyway, I did a video talking about it. The reason that this bothers me a lot is um, I really want the division between different races to get better. I don't really like the racism. I don't like any animosity towards people because of the color of their skin. I don't call Regardless me Regardless of what color it is. Call me a radical, but I just don't like it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. And I don't see things like this ever actually making that better. I see it creating a lot of animosity between people because there are low income families that happen to be white. Mm-hmm. They are also white. And when you have things like this, similar to what you would have with reparations, you'll have people who are struggling financially and other people who are struggling financially and people sending people a check purely because of what the color of their skin is or not sending other people a check purely because of what the color of their skin is. And I don't see that making the division any better at all. I really don't see it making people uh, just just break down the the barriers between the races or anything well, and the, like that the whole narrative is is that white people have had a leg up mm -hmm. this whole time but if you go back and you look at the at the at the data the truth of the matter is is prior to 1900 when obviously there wasn't slavery from 1864 65 whenever the civil war ended uh, obviously slavery slavery ended but even but prior to 1900 so you're talking late 1890s here, okay? In the United States of America, over 95% of the people lived on less than a dollar a day in today's money, by the way, which means they were in extreme poverty. So literally almost no one got a leg up. Yeah. But basically 5% of the people. And most of the generations following that wealth have all squandered it. So there's no, like, there's no... Oh, well, you're white. You must come from money. That, that, that literally doesn't exist. Human beings came from poverty. You're born into the world with nothing. Absolutely nothing. Except. Except your daddy's think. money. Except <laughs> That's it. No, and, I mean, and your mama's good looks. My main issue is. It, Look, he's looking at me. My main issue, and it goes to the same issue with reparations, is there were bad things that happened. And there has been racism that has continued to occur. Um, but if you didn't personally do any of those things, if you didn't enslave anyone, you potentially could have still grown up really poor and you never did anything to anyone else because of their race. And we're essentially going to say that we're going to, we're going to penalize you and, and give someone else a leg up over you. And what I see is in the future, this creating a, a really big problem. Mm. If we continue, I mean, we, we don't call all these things reparations yet, but why didn't they call this reparations? Like you're going to be getting a check every month and you only get it if you're a person of color. 
Um, I, I don't know when we're actually going to start calling these things. Billions of dollars to black farmers in the latest bill. 120% of their, of their debt that they took out for their farms paid back to them. Like I've seen, my dad wasn't even doing well off when I was growing up because he had so much debt from buying the land and the equipment and everything for his farm. It wasn't until I started going to college and everything that he actually started to pay off that debt and and become a little bit more well off. And now they're just like if you're a black farmer, you get 120% of your of your debt paid off for the farm. That's kind of and it's kind of crazy to me, and I don't see it making anything better. That's my main pro- I want everyone to live together and not think about what the color of all of our skin is and just think about the content of everyone's character, and I don't see things like this actually leading towards that. Now, there's one thing with this. Well, being colorblind is racist, Nate. That is racist, I guess. Yeah. Um, there is one thing with this. Um, privately funded, I put this a note here, this thing in Oakland which people will be talking about as a universal basic income, is privately funded. And so therefore, this privately funded money is not coming specifically through the government, and they are deciding who they are going to send the money to. And so therefore, the private fund, which this is charity that people have been donating towards, can do whatever it is that they want with the money. So one thing, we can't just call this... Uh, a government trying universal basic income when right. they're using privately funded money to do it. Um, and we also have to realize that since this is privately funded, they can do whatever they want with the actual money. Let me read you from CBS News um, what they said. It is for local people of color only. Oakland's project is significant because it is one of the largest efforts in the U.S. so far, targeting up to 600 families. And it is the first program to limit participation strictly to black, indige- indigenous, and people of color communities. The reason, and this is a tack on to dumb bleep here, here's why they're only offering it to people of color communities. White households in Oakland, on average, make about three times as much annually than black households, according to the Oakland Equity Index. The Oakland Equity Index. It's also a nod to the legacy of the Black Panther Party, the political movement that was founded in Oakland in the 1960s. And if you'll remember, um, Forrest Gump had a fight in the middle of the Black Panther Party, and it was a pretty big deal. He was sorry about it. Yeah, he was. He was very sorry. <laughs> he was very sorry. But what What's dumb to me on this is they say, "Here's why we're only going to give it to people of color, because white households, on average, make three times as much annually." Mm-hmm. Do you think the poor white people in Oakland care what the average white household makes in Oakland? No. Are there not still poor white families in Oakland? And the issue is those people are going to be pissed off about this and they're going to feel like uh, why, like I'm in a tough time and other people are being given money uh, and I'm not getting it because I'm white. Is this going to make racism better? Is it going to make it go away? Right. No, it's just, it, it just really is not. So I pulled up this thing from Ayn Rand. Do you want me to read this thing from Ayn Rand or yeah. you want to just leave oh, it? Let's do it. So before we go on to Dumbleat number two, a lot of time spent on this one here. But I remember I was reading some uh, Ayn Rand essays. I recommend uh, I recommend reading Capitalism, uh, the Unknown Ideal, and I recommend reading The Virtue of Selfishness, which is a collection of essays, a really good one. But she had some really good words to say on on racism. And when you, 
I'm sure if people had no idea about anything that she wrote, people would just assume that she was just like a vicious, mm-hmm. terrible racist, you know? Let me but, respond to a comment real quick yeah. because uh, somebody had said that banks banks are privately owned, yet they can't discriminate based on weight, based on race. That's because they're federally insured. Mm. And their so, and their businesses. And if this is a private charity, then I guess they can do allocate the money however they want. Mm. I mean, there are, but also being federally insured subjects uh, you're subject to Title Nine. Yeah, I don't know what all the laws are and Title everything 10. on this. So, <clears throat> so this is what Ayn Rand had to say. She said. Racism is the lowest, most crudely primitive primitive form of collectivism. It is the notion of ascribing moral, social, or political significance to a man's genetic lineage. The notion that a man's intellectual and characterological traits are produced and transmitted by his internal body chemistry, which means, in practice, that a man is to be judged not by his own character and actions, but by the characters and actions of a collective of ancestors." Racism claims that the content of a man's mind is is inherited, that a man's convictions, values, and character are determined before he was born by physical factors beyond his control. This is the caveman's version of the doctrine of the innate ideas or the inherited knowledge, which has been thoroughly refuted by philosophy and science. Racism is a doctrine of by and for brutes. It is a barnyard or stock farm version of collectivism, appropriate to a mentality that that differentiates between various breeds of animals, but not between animals and men. Like every form of determinism, racism invalidates the specific attribute which distinguishes man from all other living species, his rational faculty. Racism negates two aspects of man's life, reason and choice, or mind and morality, replacing them with chemical predestination. It's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, as far as I can tell, that was I. I couldn't have said it. Usually, I can say it better myself. <laughs> On this one, I couldn't. Yeah, last I checked, that was good. So yeah. anyway, that's dumb bleep number one. The situation going on in Oakland with the five hundred dollar checks. Charles, let us know the and, and read the original tweet first. I'm going to. I see. Yeah. Hol- hilarious. This is dumb bleep number two. So Elon Musk had tweeted out earlier uh, this morning, which was funny. He said, if there's ever a scandal about me, please call it Elon Gate. <laughs> Elon Gate. Elon Gate. So Elon Gate was trending on Twitter yeah. yesterday. And of course, a lot of people are upset still with him about something. There's some kind of scandal. <laughs> so uh, old Kendall Brown here quoted the tweet and said, <clears throat> the scandal is you hoarding wealth while children starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. So people were coming up with scandals. And of course, we're at this idea that because people are hoard, there's a couple things hoarding wealth and also that hoarding, hoarding wealth. And of course, that hoarding of wealth, which isn't a real thing anyway, is is also allowing children to starve to death at the yeah, same time, causing them to actually. Yeah, that's. That's yeah. that's what's happening. It's direct correlation. I put a little bit of I, I wonder if she's worried about um you know what's going on with with COVID and what it's going to do to the economies around the world and what it's going to do as far as starvation around the world. Do you think she's super worried about that? Probably not. No. I put a stat down here at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The UN has warned of famines of biblical proportions. If you believe in the Bible. <laughs> As a result of COVID-19 and the measures to contain it, projecting the number of people in crisis level hunger will rise to 270 million before the end of the year. 
an 82% increase since 2019. 82% increase. Wow. In hunger Hunger, around the world. Hunger has been on a decline like this, right, for a long time now. And then all of a sudden, boom, 82% increase. That's that's absolutely insane. You're literally talking millions. Almost doubling. Millions and tens of millions of people that will starve to death because of this. But what we need to be worried about is Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos hoarding their wealth. Yeah. Which not, the, is, not the government shutting down the economy. No. Which is just them owning stock in their companies and other people putting their money into shares of their companies. Like that's where all their money comes from. Thanks for the content, Kendall. Thanks really appreciate the, your dumb bleep number two. Thanks for that there content. Robert Reich. Reich. This guy. Reich. This guy. He's at Jesus. it again. He needs to grow up. <laughs> good, good one. Good one. I like it. So there's this debate over D.C. statehood. Okay. Don't fear. There is a reason that D.C. needs statehood, and it's because if you don't support it, you're a racist. Who would have guessed? Before we get on to this, I have to reiterate. The reason when Trump was president, Charles, and everyone started jumping on the Trump is racist, everything is racist, racism train all the time. And I was really mad that it seemed like the Libertarian Party was going with that idea as well, or at least uh, it, at least whatever Nicholas Sarwark was going with that idea as well. The reason I was so hesitant to ever back anything like that is because this becomes like a crying wolf scenario. This becomes an excuse to enact any type of tyrannical policy that you want to enact. Mm-hmm. If you allow this type of subjective calling someone racist because of X thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And it takes all the credence away from uh, when things are actually racist and people are actually doing racist things. Okay. So that's because a, you become numb to it. Yeah. Because you just hear about it. Okay. Everything's racist. Like, that's racist too. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that, everything's racist, you know, and you just eventually just shut off your mind to it and you don't actually put any weight on things when there is real racism going on. Mm. And that's bad for the times that there is real racism going on. Okay. So Robert Reich, is it Reich? 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 I don't know. We'll call him Reich. Yeah, he's probably a Nazi. Yeah. Robert Reich the third. He says, DC is 46% black and has zero senators. Wyoming is 1% black and has two senators. DC has 120,000 more people than Wyoming. Opposition to DC statehood is racist. Period. Period. By the way, when you're typing, you don't have to type out the word period. Like you, you put a period at the end of a sentence. Mm. And so you really only need to say period when you're saying it out loud. I think he like, really wants to make a statement. As a period's like a, you know, it goes at the end. And there was already a period at the end of the sentence. And then he said the word period and put another period mm. after it. So three periods at the end yeah. of that sentence. It's a lot. Statehood is racist, period, period, period. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what he's, what he's implying here, though, is that... Uh, essentially, uh, there can't be any more conversation after that. That's what they do, by the way. Mm-hmm. So once something is racist, once it's deemed racist, there you there's no rebuttal. You can't you cannot rebut it. And uh, sorry, Robert, that's child's play. Yeah. Okay. Because I can say whatever I want about it. 
until, I mean, they, until they shut us down, I guess. You can go back to why the founding fathers didn't want to give D.C. statehood. And listen, they had slaves, okay? So we could say that they were some, you know, some of them might have been pretty racist mm-hmm. overall. But in, in their writings about why D.C. was not going to be a state and it was going to be a, a district separate from everything else, they didn't say... Well, because there could end up being a lot of black people in Washington, D.C., and so we don't want to give them any senators. Whereas a lot of other times, they would literally say things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, literally. So, I mean, actually say stuff like that. And, and so it's just kind of crazy to me. Like, uh, they gave a lot of reasons for why, and those reasons are pretty clear. I don't want D.C. to be a state. You know why? Because Washington, D.C. only exists because of the federal, gov- federal government. Everything that is there, even if it is a Dunkin' Donuts, is there because of the federal government Mm. doing its work out of there. So anyone who owns a business, anyone who lives and works around there, is an extension of the fact that the federal government exists in Washington, D.C., and in too many other places as well. But that is exactly why that place exists. And I know that people move there and have nothing to do with the federal government. But the places that they work at and the entire place does exist because that's where the federal government is. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they should be by a virtue state. of the Constitution, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One square mile. Yeah, I believe, right? This is one square mm-hmm. mile. And so I, I just, uh, I, I don't think that I don't think that the federal government should receive its own statehood. I don't think that it should receive its own senators to vote on what it's going to do it's bad enough already. I don't, I don't think that the actual place that houses the federal government should have its own senators voting on what the federal government should do. It's pretty clear. And it's pretty clear that apparently I am a racist, I guess. I guess, I guess that's what it actually is. That's, that's what that means. Yeah. Founded on July 16, 1790, Washington, D.C. is unique among American cities because it was established by the Constitution of the United States. To serve as a nation's capital. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's in. So, sure, let's make it a state, but we have to uh, call a convention of the states to change the constitution. Let's amend the constitution. Yeah. Like Robert. They'll probably. Bobby. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably not, probably not what's going to happen. So we have a couple more things in here. We have three more things in here, actually. Dan, yes. Dan Price made it back in. Oh, I love Dan you Price. You remember Dan Price? Yeah, this guy's a genius. Just <laughs> so good. He says Dan Price, now, Seattle. Now, he's basically responding to Amazon here. So. Yeah. so he says, at Amazon, Amazon News, but at Amazon, you killed so many small businesses that you're now the only employer in many towns. People don't quit because that would mean going hungry. <laughs> so <laughs> what he's talking about here is uh, Amazon's going to be voting on uh, the one specifically, I believe, in Georgia somewhere, I don't remember where exactly it is, uh, basically voting whether or not they're going to unionize. And it's going to be a massive vote. Like mm-hmm. I considered buying some puts on Amazon because of it. Because if it goes through, it's going to be it's going to be real bad. And it's going to signal through all the other Amazon warehouses that they, they're going to unionize also. Why would Amazon accept it? And so I, I don't know. I think if they do vote to go through with it or whatever, I think they'll just close whatever the warehouses or mm. the any type of distribution plants are there. Is it Alabama? Wherever it is. Green, somewhere Greenbow, somewhere in the South. Greenbow, Alabama. Now That's where it's at. 
the one thing that Dan Price apparently doesn't know is that Amazon is a website where people sell things, buy and sell things. It's a website. And Amazon does own some of the stuff. Okay, there's, there's things that they, that they actually own. But um, most, of the, most of the buying and selling going on on Amazon is people outside of Amazon. Amazon's facilitating the deal. That's uh, it. Of, of small businesses. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well over a million small businesses sell products on Amazon. There are a lot of businesses, small businesses that, that exist purely because they can sell things on Amazon. Mm. There are people that exist because Amazon made a, made a market for their product. And so now there's people building things and making things for the businesses that are selling things on Amazon. A lot of them might be in China, you know, that's whatever. But his basic idea that Amazon killed a bunch of small businesses is <laughs> completely outside of reality when the fact that most people who sell things on Amazon are, are not Amazon. Mm. People really divorce themselves from the reality, which is that Amazon is a website where people buy and sell things. Now, I'm sure there were some small businesses that went out of business because mm -hmm. they couldn't compete with, with Amazon, with, with Amazon's facilities and, and their facilitation yeah. of other small businesses that, that did take the plunge and decide on to sell on Amazon as well. Uh, Cause you do have those old school businesses that, you know, they still write the tickets down. They don't even have like a, <laughs> yeah. they don't even have a point of sale system, a POS system. They like, you know, write it down and calculate the tax in front of you. Um, they only accept cash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the thing about it is, is like, if you're, if you're not growing, you're dying. So if you didn't build a website and you didn't go digital and you've ran this, your business this way for 60 years and no one's going to make you change, the market will make you change or you'll go out of business. That's the thing. So it's not Amazon's fault that you went out of business. It's your fault that you went out of business for not innovating. And it's actually the people around you that chose Amazon over you also that are making that decision yeah. because they made the best the market. They made the best financial decision for themselves. I've used this several times. My family owned a grocery store. It's a small grocery store. Things there tend to be more expensive than say what you would get at Walmart. Um, when you do this mom and pop shop thing about, oh, they put the mom and pop shop out of business. There used to be a hundred mom and pop shops and then Walmart came on and they're all came in and they're all closed and everyone goes to Walmart. Number one, that's because everyone in your neighborhood chose to go to Walmart because it was the best financial decision for mm -hmm. them. And I don't think that uh, the entire city should have to pay more for their goods to make sure that one mom and pop keep what their business is. Uh, that doesn't seem like a good trade-off to me. So uh, it's for being progressive, progressives are very against progress when it comes to economic progress. It's so weird. Very much against it. Or like Marie said, it's the government that forced, like who closed, how many small businesses closed because the government shut yeah. everyone down because they were deemed non-essential? Millions. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. So an estimated 20, what was it, 20 or 40% on Yelp mm -hmm. was permanently Permanent. closed? Permanently. So, somewhere between 20% or double that number. Yeah, if you tried to <laughs> stay close. open, like in Michigan, then you would be, uh, you would go to jail. Yeah. If you tried to stay open. Literally. Literally. We covered that yesterday. So, <laughs> oh, God. But people just want to blame. This is Bezos. He's an easy target. Mm -hmm. It's Bezos. Listen, I 
I'm not a huge fan of Bezos, especially when it comes to his politics. I don't know what his actual personal politics are. I think a lot of these guys are playing the game they think they need to play to uh, to appease the regulators and uh, to make the, the woke crowd happy. Uh, but I still do support Bezos and Amazon and, and what they've done. I think it's been an obvious net positive. And like we've said a lot of times, Dan... What would people have done during this pandemic if Amazon didn't exist? You don't want any of those stores to be open. Right. So what did you want them to do? What do you, how many more people do you think would have died during this pandemic if we had no way to buy and sell things online and everyone still had to go to their stores to get all of their goods? How many more people do you think would have died? Is that going to get calculated into how many people capitalism has killed number, you think? Mm-hmm. Probably not. No. Go ahead. Um, I was going to move on. So if you got something. I had something, but I lost it. <laughs> Whoa. What a shame. That's like a you had your own little Biden moment right there. I did. So don't believe just to recap. We got a couple more here. Don't believe number one. I'm feeling great. So I apologize. That's why you were uh, asleep on the couch when I came in. Mm. Yep. <laughs> don't believe number one is the $500 checks to low income families in Oakland. Don't believe number two is uh, Elon Gate. <laughs> Dumbleat number three, Robert Reich the third. Um, Dumbleat number four is Dan Price. And here's a doozy for you. This one's so good. <laughs> this person was completely serious, by the way. I went back through the comments and everything. I'm totally serious about this. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Okay. From Pittsburgh for Hillary and now for Biden. <laughs> Switch teams. <laughs> so... The- <laughs> This is after Biden fell going up the steps, okay? Jesus fell three times carrying the cross while on the way to Calvary to save us. Biden also fell three times carrying the hardship America is going through on his way to deliver hope. (laughs) Today, Today, God looked upon Biden and said, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I was well pleased. <laughs> the Messiah, Biden. <laughs> Biden fell three times carrying the hardship America is going through on his way to deliver hope. It's the same. It's the same as Biden dying on a cross. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. He probably cut down his own tree of hope, too. <laughs> okay. Do we have to say anything else about this? Because I don't know if I can. I, I don't know if Honestly. I can either. <laughs> but, and the fact that this person's serious. They're serious. I went, serious. I went through. They were defending it all through there. Wow. <laughs> People, I'm telling you, the, the uh, politics is turning into the religion. That's what it is. It's turning into religion. <laughs> McCoo says she's saying the world would have been saved if Biden would have been crucified at 33. I think she's saying that Biden, I, 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 to, to play this out, he would have to be crucified to finish the saving. Mm-hmm. Isn't that correct? He, he's the living Messiah, apparently. <laughs> barely. He's barely living, but this is just, this is gold. <laughs> Politics is a religion, y'all. Don't, don't tell me it ain't a religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even think we have to hold a vote, honestly. We've got one more, but we probably don't need to hold a vote. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got it right. queued up. The last one here. From uh, the USA Singers. 
I didn't know we had singers for the USA, uh, but yeah. apparently we do. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, some explosion emojis, and it says "reality check." People, reality check. Usually, that's a, uh, you know, you you put those in between check marks, <laughs> reality check. But this is explosions. Okay, it says the Second Amendment was written about muskets. <laughs> Just so you know, reality check, folks. It was written <clears throat> about muskets. By the way, my musket's going to be delivered on Saturday. I'm pretty excited. Oh, about good, that. good. It's tomorrow. Good. So I'm glad I got that fully automatic musket. <laughs> now, I I argued back and forth with someone on this, and I, we might have mentioned this earlier in the week. We definitely mentioned part of my conversations having to do with this. Um, they and what Amanda just said is specifically it. Um, they did not list out the guns that were approved by the government when they wrote the Second Amendment. They said you have the right to bear arms. And so people obviously were arguing, well, you can't, that's what they had at the time. And someone was saying, well, you could literally have cannons. Like people could literally have cannons. And if you had a business and you were shipping and things like that, you could literally put cannons on your ship to, to defend your ship. And that was okay. If you could do that, they're like, well, they would have never been okay with a gun that could kill a hundred people in a minute or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they had a version of the Gatling gun, like not, not too much longer, not like not, not very much longer afterwards. Yeah. That was uh, a little bit after that. Um, there was another gun that would fire. Uh, it was something like six rounds, some kind of air. I don't remember exactly what it was, but anyway, it doesn't matter. There were a lot of guns in that time it wasn't just like this one single musket mm-hmm. or anything they didn't list out what the guns were they had pistols back then mm-hmm. they, di- they didn't say what it did cover which means it covers your right to bear arms and if i mean clearly clearly everyone if you're going to be honest um i just put that disclaimer on there so if you disagree with me then you're not honest yeah exactly <laughs> if you're going to be honest um the second amendment was for people to defend themselves against the government. The Second Amendment was for protection against the government. It was to keep the government scared of the people. That's mm-hmm. literally what it is. So the government could not disarm you and become a tyrannical monarchy like they were escaping from at that time. It's, it is clearly obvious why they had this, this whole thing. And you know, I'm sick of people arguing about, oh, well, you use AR-15s for hunting. It's, so it's good for hunt. I don't care. The Second Amendment's not about hunting. Mm-mm. I'm not going to make an argument about whether or not a, an AR-15 is a good hunting gun. By the way, I went with my brother hunting with an AR-15 a couple weeks ago. So they are great for hunting. But I don't care whether or not it's something that's good to use for hunting. That's not what it's for. All right? So I don't even want to go down that argument. It's that's, to keep the government at bay. And then if you have a level, to shoot straight up in the air. Exactly. As long Thank as you, you have a level. That's actually in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah exactly. That part right there. Well, it tie, it, to me, it ties back to the Declaration of Independence. Because he said governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That when governments become destructive, become destructive of these means of these ends of these ends. Sorry. It's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you alter or abolish something that has arms? It also says it is their duty. Yeah. To alter or abolish. Yeah. So how do you abolish something that has arms? Well, you have to have arms too. Mm hmm. Yeah. You ever seen an armless person going out there trying to abolish a government? It yeah. doesn't work out very well. Yeah, exactly. You can't bring, <laughs> you can't bring, uh, you know, and I, I don't know. <laughs> what? can't, <What's>... <laughs> can't, can't bring your ass to, to an arm fight. Done. If you, 
if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. That's how I felt, seriously, just now. We're going to get a lot done. (laughs) It's for defending against the government. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, uh, whether or not it's about muskets or or, uh, pistol whipping, uh, you should have arms. You You can't bring an armless man to a gunfight. As my grandpa used to say. That's what, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I remember him saying that to us when we were uh, picking corn. Yeah, yeah. So let's get this over with. <laughs> Dumb bleep number one, $500 checks. Anyway. <laughs> Dumb bleep number two, elongate. Not elongate itself, but children starving to death. Dumb bleep number three, Robert Reich the third. Um, opposition to DC statehood is racist. Is he really the third? No. Oh. Just the, he's the third Reich. Okay. Uh, dumb bleep number something I just said. Four. Dumb bleep number four is damn price. Amazon killed the small businesses. Um, dumb bleep number five. Biden fell three times carrying the hardship America is going. Jesus Biden. Yeah. Biden the Messiah. Biden Christ. <laughs> All right. And then uh, don't believe number six, the Second Amendment was written about muskets. Get your votes in. Elon Musket. Usually at this time, what we would do while everyone's voting is that we would you know, tell them about Patreon and mm-hmm. you know, the class. trading class yeah. and things like that. But we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. We're no longer uh, telling you about those things. Like... There's no reason I would tell you to go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty because I'm not putting that in there in this part while everybody's voting. I, I'm not going to say it. No. Or mastermystonks.com. There's no reason why I would Mm-mm. go into any detail about either one of those because right now we're just waiting on the votes to come in. It looks like looks like number five. Yeah, run away. One, away two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> There's many dumb bleeps, but fifth. I plead the fifth. So we'll say it one more time. Jesus fell three times carrying the cross while on the way to Calvary to save us. Biden also fell three times carrying the hardship America is going through on his way to deliver hope. Today, God looked upon Biden and said, this is my son, the beloved, the beloved in whom I was well pleased. I just... I say this all the time, but somebody thought this, mm-hmm. and then they actually they wrote it out, and then they hit send. Still, they like you had the thought, and that's fine. You can think about all kinds of things. And it's bad enough they had the thought, though. Yeah, I, I you know, I compare people to Jesus all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This person, I'm a strong Christian, and this random political figure is just like Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So make sure you say your hail Biden's tonight. Yeah. Okay. So, but but then they literally typed this out, and then they still they still hit send mm-hmm. to the world. And not only that, you said that they that this was actually serious. They, it wasn't a joke. They were there. Defending themselves. And other people, by the way, weren't as strong of a Christian as they were. That's why they didn't understand it. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She yeah. wins. This was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy. But uh, uh, one thing that a couple people said, um, Amanda said, number one, uh, just because of the mentality of it, 
I agree. That was $500 checks. Um, Todd said Robert Reich. He said he's fed up with being called a racist. And I am too. And like I said in my, <clears throat> like I said in my video that you guys uh, can go back and see in the off-topic chat window right there, um, I am sick of talking about the racism. And it's not because I don't care about racism, because it, it is real and it does exist. But this whole everything is racism, this person was white, so they this and then this person was black so it this i'm so sick of it and it's distracting from things that affect the entire population of the country which is really really terrible economics going on this also uh, proclivity to make uh, politicians into godlike figures and to create this religion um it's just, I'm, I'm getting really sick of all of this, and it's a, it's a terrible, disgusting thing to me because it takes away from all of the times that there is actual racism that we should all rally behind and say, this is wrong and we shouldn't do things like this. But now it's if you oppose D.C. statehood, you're racist. If you, if you want voter ID cards, you're a racist. If you're this you're, or that, you're a racist. And it's not constructive. It's not going to actually take care of the problem. And what we should be focused on is actually solving the problem. And the solution to that is judging people based on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. I heard a, I heard a guy say that one time. Even, I, even Ayn Rand said even, something very yeah. similar to even, that. Even Ayn Rand said it. Uh, maybe uh, MLK doing a little bit of uh, plagiarism there. I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. That's not a serious thing. All right, Charlie. Uh, Take it says that. right here, racism claims that the content of a man's mind, not his cognitive apparatus, but its content is inherited. That a man's convictions, values, and character are determined before he was born. So it's essentially yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same thing. Take us out. All right, y'all. Well, I know you enjoyed today's episode. Everybody enjoys Dumb Bleep of the Week. You want me to take us out? I think Charlie's going to die. So if you guys did enjoy the episode, make sure you share it with a friend, share it with an enemy, share it with a frenemy, share it with someone who's your friend because they're the enemy of your enemy. I don't care. But tell them about the Good Morning Liberty podcast. Tell them to subscribe to this show. The numbers, by the way, we haven't said it in a while, but the numbers have just been going up still. I'm I'm so excited about the amount of people that listen to the show. I, I really, I was going to say I didn't think it would happen, but I did, or I would have never done it. So <laughs> that would have been a lie right there. Uh, but I'm very happy that it is happening. And uh, anyway, thank you guys. And the way that we keep this going is you sharing the show, leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, and yeah, telling your friends. So if you do all of those things, and Charlie means all of it, <laughs> then we'll be right back here again on Monday. Until then, have a good day. And a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.